Meseches Brachas, Perik Gimel, Mishnah Gimel, three three. The Mishnah continues on talking about those who are exempt from saying Kriyashma, and will list three separate categories of people who are exempt. The first is Nashim, women. Women are exempt from Kriyashma because it's a mitzvah asesh as mangrama. It's a time bound mitzvah. That is to say, the time, whether it's the morning time of Uvukumech or the evening time Uvashachbacha, which is Gorem, which causes one to be obligated. And since women are exempt from time bound mitzvahs, as the Mishnah says in Kedushan, Perakal of Mishnah Zayin, so they're too exempted from the obligation, say Kriyashma. Truth is that there are a total of eight mitzvahs asashas mangrama that women are exempt from, eight time-bound commandments women are exempt from. There are numerous other mitzvahs asashas mangrama, other time-bound positive commandments, like, for example, saying Kiddush on Friday night, but women are, ex- are obligated in Kiddush, for example, for technical reasons, in that case, because there's both a mitzvah's ase and a love, a positive and negative commandment. In any case, there are a total of eight mitzvah's ase, shazman grama, only eight, that women are exempt from. Uh, those are saying kriyashma, as we have in the Mishnah here. Tfilin, as the Mishnah will say in a moment, which is actually two mitzvahs, a shal yad and shal rosh. One mitzvah is putting on the arm, and the second mitzvah, putting on the head. There's also the mitzvah of tzitzis, because that's a daytime mitzvah, only in day, because the Pazik says uri isimoso, women are exempt from that. They're also exempt from counting Sfirasa Omer, shaking a lulav, hearing the shofar, and sleeping in a sukkah. Total of eight. So women are exempt, and even though the Mishnah and Kedushan already said they're exempt, the reason why the Mishnah says it here is because since Kriyashma is so centrally important, one might have thought that they'd be obligated. But in fact, they're Pater. Va'avadim, the second category is slaves. Now, as we said before, there are two categories of slaves. There are there's an Evid Kanani, a non-Jewish person who becomes a slave, and he's a quasi-Jew, and, a, and an Evid Ivri, who is a regular Jewish person in all matters. He just is a Jewish man who got into financial trouble, and since he can't pay back his debts, he goes into servitude. Since he's a regular Jewish man, he's obligated in all mitzvahs, including Kriyashma. So here we're talking about Avadim who are non-Jewish slaves, Evid Kanani, and they are obligated in mitzvahs, just like women, as we said before, the Evikanani is circumcised, goes to the mikvah to become an Evikanani, and accepts upon himself all mitzvahs, like a woman. And since women are exempt from Kriyashma, so too are Avadim. And finally, Katanim. Katanim are children. That is to say, a boy who's not yet reached the age of Bar Mitzvah, to be no longer a Katan, he needs to both be 13 years old, and also to have brought forth two pubic hairs. Um, until then, he's a katan and he's exempt. Um, and although when it comes to mitzvahs in general, um, even children, once they reach the age of chinuch, once they're old enough to educate for a particular mitzvah, they become chayav midrabanan, they're obligated rabbinically. Not the case for Kriyashma because, as Rashi says, and the bartender brings it here, an amazing insight into chinuch, into education of children, since the father's not always around, so therefore the children is exempt. That is to say, my understanding is, education requires consistency. And since the father can't always be there, so it becomes bad chinuch, bad education for the child to sometimes yes and sometimes not say Kriyashma, and therefore better not say it at all because the father isn't around and then he can't reinforce proper chinuch. Therefore the child is pater. They're also pater, all three categories, from tefillin, minat tefillin. Women are exempt from tefillin. Again, it's a time-bound mitzvah. That is, say, at the time, daytime, uh, is when tefillin are obligated, and they're not obligated also on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Um, so women are exempt. One might have thought, since tefillin are connected to mezuzah in the verse, 
the Pasuk. And since women are exempt from, excuse me, since women are chayev in mezuzah, one might have thought they're chayev in tefillin. So too for avadim, same reason, they share the same obligations as women. And children. Now, children really should be chayev in chinuch, again, but here there's a separate problem. To wear tefillin, one has to keep a kufnakia, clean body, and that means he may not pass gas. And children before bar mitzvah are not trusted until right before and their bar mitzvah, and not trusted to be able to keep themselves and control their bodily functions to not pass gas. So therefore, they're exempt. However, all three categories are chayev, they're chayav in betfillah, they're obligated in tefillah, that is, say, prayer. Now, tefillah, that's a shmona esrei, is a mitzvah durabanan. Even the Rambam holds tefillah in general is a doraisa, that is, say, praying once a day. Um, here we're talking about the rabbinic requirement to pray, in the case of men, three times a day, shachas min chamarv, and women as applicable. Um, now, since it's rabbinically enacted, the rabbis have the power to obligate women, even though it's time-bound. And therefore, the rabbis did, in fact, obligate women to daven at least shachas mincha. Uh, when they're not trudos, when they're not exempt for whatever extraneous reason. Same goes for mezuzah, putting on a mezuzah on one's door. Again, not time-bound, and therefore uh, women and children are obligated if they would, child would have a home, for example. Birchas amazon, and finally, uvirchas amazon, in the grace after meals. Uh, again, it's not a time-bound, the time's not gorem, doesn't cause it to happen. Everyone eats a bread meal. He has to, he has to bench when he eats at least to Midoraisa, when he eats a full satiety, and Midorabanan, uh, even if he just eats a, a kazais, uh, an olive's amount of, of, of bread, he has to do Pirkat Amazon. There's a machlokus if the obligation of women is uh, Midoraisa or Midorabanan. That's because the Patsik says, You'll eat, be satisfied, and you'll bless Hashem, as Hashem Elokecha. Um, that, of course, is midoraisa for men. However, the end of the Pasuk says, You will thank Hashem for the land, the good land that he gave you. And since women were not included in the Yerusha, the inheritances, the, the, the Nachla, I should say, as, as uh, Eretz Yisrael was divided up, uh, women themselves didn't get ownership in the land. Therefore, it's a question if that verse exempts them midoraisa. Um Either way, the meaning of course is for women always to bench, um, but there are enough kaminas. Uh, for example, if a woman can be multi man, is a question if she's only rabbinically required and men are requirement to rise, so she couldn't. And also, if she's masupak, if she's masupeket, if she's not sure whether she bench or not, normally the halach is if one has a suffix on a brach, he doesn't say it. Uh, if a mitzvah is a raisa, like Kriyashma, he would do it, and that's the truth for men. Men have to bench. If they're not sure if they bench, they bench a second time. But women, since it's a suffix, if they're chayev, in the event where a woman is not sure whether she benched, uh, she should not bench.